Greetings, weary travelers, and welcome to the Innova Tourism Committee, a sub-podcast within the Creature Quorum. I'm Alan, and I'm joined by my Tourism Committee co-chair and co-founder, It's Six. Can I, can I save a... I had a joke that I was saving for chats, and I want to just use it now. because It was supposed to be a two-part joke, and I haven't got part two yet. Um, so I wanted to take quotes that y'all used throughout the rest of the, uh, you know, the, the bracket, yeah, right? Yeah. From other shows. Cause there's this thing at the beginning of chats where you're like, you know, like I'm Magellan and this is my f- favorite deputy Alan or whatever, you know, some quote yeah. from the work. Um, and the one I got for you was oh, no. I'm six and there's going to be a baby in there someday. It's Alan. Ah! <laughs> Was that one of them? Uh, uh-huh. I mean, that wasn't one of the ones you used, but that was a quote from the show that you talk about later on in the episode. I see. From uh, from Alias. Oh, God. Remember Alias? God. Couch Madness has been... For folks who don't know, I co-host a TV podcast with my best friend named Magellan, uh, and the podcast is called Couch Madness. It's under Chats of Television Podcast, if you want to look it up. We, we are doing a bracket of TV shows, and we took a huge break because of the, the strikes. And now I forget what we did in the beginning of round one, but it's fine. I remember Alias now that you mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. this is a sub-podcast that Six and I are starting because there are no more Pokemon in the Pokedex to discuss for the foreseeable future until a new gen comes out. And we still want to talk about Pokemon. I mean, that's not actually true. Ever. They're never coming out again. No, I mean, the DLC happened and we haven't talked about it. Okay, well, we haven't done that yet, but for now... We wanted a more yeah. structured thing that we can just keep doing, and we both have the same type of brainworms for different Pokemon games, and folks who've listened to the Johto Quorum part of the Creature Quorum know that my favorite gen of Pokemon is, and has been for many years, Generation 5, which comprises Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. So, Six and I have embarked on a journey to play through these games. We're going to be playing opposite versions, and then we're going to be playing their sequels, um, and we're going to be taking a focus on the setting and the storyline and the gameplay and the mechanics of a very weird and very experimental generation of Pokemon. Uh, this is a generation that attempts to create a sort of fictional New York, New York State. Um, it has metropolitan cities. It has different styles of parenting. It has different views of how children capture Pokemon. It has a different type of villainous team who's all about supposedly um taking care of pokemon and preserving them which we even in our first segment here realized is a little bit hypocritical um so six first things first Mm -hmm. what's your history with gen 5 um my history with gen 5 is i played through black and white in the day um i played i believe at the time i played through uh white so this time i'm playing through black yeah um because you wanted to play white and i was like okay that's fine um and I was like, these are pretty good. And I kind of didn't think, I didn't, uh, when I got to Black 2 and White 2, I didn't, like, the concept behind those two, that as I understand it now, is that they expect you to transfer your team from the first game. Yeah. Um, how are you supposed to do that with one DS? I never understood that. Um, so I tried to poke at that game, and I was like, I walked onto Route 1 of the Pokemon are level 50. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not even close to that bad. It's harder. It's not actually that bad, but it scales up way faster. It scales up a lot and faster. And I got frustrated. Well, so it, it's it's an interesting thing, right? Real quickly, like, black and white have a, di- a weird difficulty curve for Pokemon games. They usually 
um, start at a medium difficulty and get a little bit harder, at least the older ones did. And nowadays they start easy and end easy. Um, black and white starts at like, like not hard, but rigid, like really rigid. Like you are going to use these Pokemon to do this stuff. And that's their way of both hand-holding you and giving you a challenge. It's like, hey, we're not giving you that many options. Deal with the guys that we're going to give you. And then from there, as the game gets easier, you have more options for which Pokemon to use on your team. Um, I mm -hmm. love that. I think it's a fascinating game design choice. We're going to get into it. There's also a side effect of one of the interesting choices they make that we'll talk about a lot throughout the show is this is the only gen of Pokemon since Red and Blue where they're like, hey, you're only going to see new Pokemon. Yes. No returners until you beat the Elite Four. Yeah, one of the biggest complaints about about four was like the the abundance of return Pokemon, and something you'll realize also pretty quickly with Black and White is as a result on the plus side you develop a really a, a good relationship with the staples of Unova. On the negative side, there's only so many staples, and then a lot of the designs are kind of bunk, as we talked about in the Johto Quorum, um, or mm. they're just like shameless reimaginings of older Pokemon. So. That all being said, my history with the games, I um, I didn't play these when they came out. I'm not even close. Years later, like a oh, little, really? no, a little bit. I, I was just getting out of Pokemon, I guess. Or I had played like Ranger at the time. That was the last like handheld Pokemon I remember playing because that was after Diamond and Pearl. I played those like around the same time. I fell out of it for a while and I had friends who played black and white. And so I borrowed um, black version from a friend of mine a few years ago. I think it was because of the quorum. I don't know if that was why, or maybe I had played it before, but played through black, loved it, and then bought black two on eBay, adored it. It is maybe my favorite, like, you know, mainline Pokemon game. It's because mm. it's so weird and busted and fun and interesting. Uh, and that's my history with these games is I think they're weird and they were technically due for a remake of them. If, you know, if the Pokemon company wants to follow their own trend, but uh, we can talk about whether or not we even think these games need remakes. Do you think, for example, Six, that from what you've played of Pokemon Black, that it needs a remake? I mean, needs is, is I mean, no. They don't need a Warrants remake. Warrants is um, the word I was looking for. I think there is a, there is space for them to do something different. And, like, do I think that, like, the Omega, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire versions are better than Ruby Sapphire? Not really. Mm. Um... But they make some different choices, and that's interesting to see, right? More art existing is usually fine with me. Yeah. Um, so I bet if they do, like, obsidian black and, like, like marble white or whatever the hell, yeah. I bet they'll be bad. Like, not, like, bad, but not as good. I think the choices this game makes so far is smarter, are smarter, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe they'll do some interesting things. Yeah, I... um. I just don't think that they want, like, they need to be additive. And Gen 5 was so additive already that, like, what do you add on to this? Like, already in this first, like, hour and a half or whatever that we played, like, my key item slots are full. I'm, like, just using, I have all these weird little key items that are, like, this one lets you go online. This one lets you do IR. This one lets you, you know, go to the dream world. And you're, like, oh, my God. There's, like, so many things that they just, like, you know, back-of-the-box items that don't all, like, amount to much. And also, unfortunately, most of them don't work anymore. <laughs> but... Mm -hmm. Key gameplay wise, we have a lot of changes, so I want to get into it and talk about our journey here so far. Um, so as you mentioned, you're playing black, I'm playing white because I originally played the opposites and you played the opposites. Um, who did you pick as your starter? So in the time between um, Pokemon Black and White coming out uh, and now, 
uh, a key thing happened to me, key piece of media, <laughs> was uh, Three Kingdoms, a uh, big book I read that I love a lot. Yep. And uh, they based Tepig and its evolutions on one of the major characters from that book, Shang Fei. So mm-hmm. I am doing Tepig. I love that. I'm also doing Tepig. We did not. <laughs> um, this is the nice thing about playing both games is when you trade to yourself, uh, you can give yourself the other starter. So you can start with two starters. One fully evolved. Problem is that when they're a high level like that, they don't obey you. It's a whole thing. But anyways, I started mm-hmm. with Tepig because the first time I ever played this, I started with Snivy and it just makes the game harder. Snivy is the is a decent like designed starter Pokemon, but gameplay wise sucks. High speed is not useful early in the game because you're always trading one on one moves and none of his attacks do that much damage. The yeah, a Snivy a, a very underpowered starter. And then Black Two White Two, I did uh, fucking Gen Five Water type. Uh, Oshawott? Oshawott. And Samurott's really fun and is like gets really OP pretty quickly, has good attack, whatever. But I wanted to mix it up. And, and for I have never played Tepic. I do like Incineroar because of Smash Brothers. So we're playing the same starter. Uh, Incineroar is not from this game. Whoopsie. That's from Gen 4, isn't it? No, that's from Gen uh, 6. But, wait. What you is... are looking at Embor. Embor. Oh, yeah, this beefy guy. Yeah, I've never had this guy before. That'll be fun. Yeah. Also, I didn't want the rivals uh, to have him. That's why I picked him. I also haven't had uh, Tepic before. I, I, like you, my first, when I played uh, White, I had Snivy. And then when I had played Black 2, I had uh, Oshawott. Though I barely played Black 2, as we discussed. Yeah. God, we're going to have so much to... The first game is also really good, just to be clear. It's got it's got its merit. So we pick our starters. We have two rivals this time. Um, mm-hmm. Bianca and Sharon. Or Cherin. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, Bianca is your classic, like, there's some more writing. There is more writing in this Pokemon game than there was in previous gens, at least this early on. Bianca has a mm-hmm. complicated relationship with her family. Charon seems like a kind of stern rival, but he still likes you. You know, these are like childhood friends who know each other and have known each other for a while, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, I mean, like, so Charon is like, is like a very serious, studious type, and then uh, Bianca is like the birth of the fail rival. Yeah! Because they realize that just having the rival who kicks your ass for a while is really hard. Um, and Well, and like thematically kicks your ass, but reality, you always, you always have to win. win those fights. Yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> um, they end up doing narrative stuff across these two games with Sharon more that I enjoy more. But Bianca's kind of a fan favorite. She's, she's charming and she is a, a fail woman, which is, again, one of my favorite tropes in media. Um, and you start the game out in Nuvema Town also known as Kanoko Town, if you're in in Japanese. The start of something big, a rural town whose sea breeze gives the sense of something coming. We're in the southeast of Unova 6. So, a quick note, which is that in in the Japanese, the slogan is, of course, different, which is like like where a bunch of dots congregate. What? Really? Oh, a town where various dots gather. A town where various dots gather. (laughs) Yeah, that's the... And it's like... I am not understanding something language-wise here, but okay. <laughs> um, but it is also, I feel like it's partially trapped by, like, 
if there's one thing that I guess you know what I can't say this because immediately I think Sun and Moon shakes this off to some extent. Yeah. But even through five, which is they're starting to make shakeups, this is just a Pokemon starter town. This is Pallet Town version five. Exactly. There's not much to say. It's three houses and a Pokemon sent, uh, lab. Uh, mm-hmm. It's your house, Bianca's house, and Sharon's house. I think coming back to this game's portrayal of America. I think that what they're going for in having the two rivals that who, who've known you since childhood is almost this like um, Steven Spielberg, the movie E.T., like that sense of like, or like Goonies, like we're growing up together. We're going on an adventure together. There's this very charming moment where Bianca's like, let's take our first steps out of town together because she, they very much believe in the sort of like the wonder and the magic of going on a Pokemon master journey. So these are kids who are like, let's do a thing together. Let's go explore the woods and there's that that I, that sense that like the, the logo the the uh, slogan the start of something big, I do enjoy that about about November Town. It's like when you leave it, it's like oh man, we're going somewhere together. It's not like all right, begin your journey, weary traveler. It's time to start your adventure. It seems more fun. It seems lighthearted. Is kind of my point. But there's not much else to say about November Town. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your Pokemon. You meet Professor Juniper, the first female professor in Pokemon? Is that true? Who is Gen 3's professor? It's not It's not I one or two. If it was... Yeah, three is uh, Birch. So yeah, this is the first one. But what about four? Oh, who knows? Who the fuck played Gen 4? No, that's Rowan. That's Grandpa. Okay. So then, yeah, first female professor. Um, She's a pretty lady. Oh, I found him on the Heroes Wiki. He's a do-gooder. Oh, God, I can tell. <laughs> the dumbest wiki. Juniper's awesome. She wears sneakers and a fun green skirt, and she keeps her jacket unbuttoned. She's badass. I love her. Um, There's a great little exchange, uh, just a dumb thing, where in, once you get to the second town, which we'll talk about separately, just jumping head very slightly yeah. from this tidbit, um, she takes you to the Pokemon Center, and she's like, they're, they're sort of a, a quick one-two of, like, my emotions getting like jerked back and forth where she's like, Oh, this is a Pokemon center. The best thing about this place is they'll treat you for free. And it's like, they'll serve you with a smile. And you're saying that like two feet in front of the employee. Yeah. And I just had like customer <laughs> service, like sympathy pangs of like, don't put that pressure on me, please. Um, also, but then yeah. she's, but then she's like, go ahead and heal your Pokemon, and you take control, and you're still facing her, so if you just mash A, you talk to her again, and she's like, no, no, talk to the, the, the yeah, counter? Then. Over the, the counter. <laughs> I love it when games they do that. It's kind of like the, when the Spider-Man games that you failed quick-time events, like, let me just be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's very funny, and then she, so she heals your guys, so you, you head out. Um, I had another thing I was going to say about Juniper and about healing stuff, and I don't remember it right now. But uh, you and the buddies head out to Route 1. You catch your first Pokemon. Everybody's going to catch the same Pokemon. Actually, I'm not sure. Are these version exclusives? First couple people. Did you have Patrat and uh, Purloin here? Yeah, we're going to have the same for a while. Okay. I think this this episode is all going to be the same. Yeah, we probably have the exact same party. In fact, mine is my starter, Tepig, Patrat, Purloin, and Mana. And the uh, grass monkey right uh i also i also have an audino but yes where did you get an audino oh you wait, you showed me that where did after you, you get after you get your first badge you uh gain access to the rustling spots which can be audinos oh it's just pure coincidence i wasn't like people try to farm it it's really like after i got my first badge i went to the you know 
Dream, dream Yard? Way. Dream Yard. Dream Yard. Dream my, my brain wanted to say Dream Park. I was like, no, definitely not that. Uh, went to the <laughs> Dream Yard, and the first time I stepped into grass, it happened to be rustling right as I stepped into it. So I got an audio. Yeah, this is the first game with rustling grass, I think. Um, I think that's right. You, yeah. can, you can shiny farm now. It's the the high level purpose of that the low level purpose which is actually really fun is that every almost every route has like your standard pokemon and then like the one rare one and you can almost guarantee that you get the rare one if you hit the rusty grass just a nice system mm -hmm. to be like you don't have to stay here forever but you'll know you're done when you catch whatever is rustling that's the rarest thing you're gonna find here um so you mm -hmm. move on from route one you do your usual stuff you catch your two little stupid normal type guys or i guess purloin's dark Tight. Well, you don't get purloined on Route One. You just get Pat Rats. Uh, you get Pat Rat and uh, the little doggo. Doggo. There's a. Do Maybe this is different. Who's the doggo? Lillipop. Oh no! I got Lillipop. I totally forgot. It's how fucking un not memorable it was that I was like, yeah, yeah sure. It's not till Route Two that you get uh, Purloin. Purloin. But yeah. It's the first route is just Pat Rat and Lillipup. So back to America for a sec. What do you find in the United States? You find rats. You find dogs because people love well, dogs. Well, Pat Rat's more of a prairie dog. I guess. Yeah, that's even more. It makes more sense. The prairie. You're going out on the adventure. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, well, cats. Yeah. So I don't know about about cat ownership. I didn't happen to pull up this number, but um, if you look at uh, Pop by population, um, America has the most dogs in the world, and it's not even close. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, we well, we have over seventy million dogs, and uh, China has thirty-five million, and then everyone else is like ten or fifteen at best. Like America is dogs, so I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And also, it's a little like. It's a little like Yorkshire Terrier. It's like a it's like a purse dog. Exactly. Very, it feels very dog. urban to me, you know, yeah. New York. Big time. Um, I remember what I was going to say earlier. You mentioned that Juniper says, you know, they're going to take care of you service with a smile. And I was going to be like, is Japan already saying that we love McDonald's so much? that <laughs> like, Because isn't that either a McDonald's slogan or like something people say? Or used to say about McDonald's is like the service with a smile. I don't know. That could be wrong. Well, it's kind of a thing just for like a lot of fast food chains. I think it's bigger in Japan actually to, for that. I um, see. The thing. Uh, also, incidentally, I the, I pulled up the cat stats. Mm -hmm. um, America is second in the world as far as percentage of people, like like of basically like cats per owner, right? Ah. Um. It is a like it, the like the ratio. Basically, it's like how many cats is like forty three percent for people in America. Um, in Russia, it's fifty nine, which is huge, Whoa. and in Japan, it's sixteen. So like, it makes sense. The Japanese impression is like, oh, they just have lots of pets over there, right? Everything so far is like pet type animals. Also, mm -hmm. um, then we get to Accumula Town, which I want to talk a little bit about because yeah, I have a lot of notes on this place. <laughs> Again, three buildings, four buildings, and a Pokemon Center. This town offers great views due to its many hills. We have elevation now. Um, not just evolution, but also elevation. Karakusa Town, mm -hmm. if you're Japanese, by the way. Uh, right, which, what does that mean? I don't Karakusa know. is a fabric pattern uh, that resembles growing vines. Thick ivy is proof of prosperity. 
Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the Japanese slogan. And then if you look at, this town is mostly prop like populated by very upstate New York, like small old apartment buildings yeah. that have a bunch of ivy growing up the sides. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. so much I love. This is like my favorite thing and, and why I was so like jazzed to do this type of podcast is Pokemon rep- shrinks down bigger ideas into, you know, a portable size. That's why I've always enjoyed that when Pokemon has been portable because they, you know, every game reduces real life down to a, that's like how this works, right? They reduce it down to a smaller thing. Pokemon mm-hmm. really, really, really shrinks it down. Like four buildings makes this whole, makes Accumula Town feel like an entire like town with culture and history, which is really impressive. Yeah. And I saw, I was actually, this is where you meet N and Getsis, the leader of Team Plasma, and his weird friend, N, who's a teenager. Um, and I missed it. I was like, is having Getsis, to... The, isn't N his kid? I don't know if we know that yet. I forget if we yes, know that yet. That's, oh, Foster. Foster. We might not know that yet, but like, I don't think it's like a secret. It's no. just, well, it's a secret because you don't know anything about N, but you know. Wait until you look up his real name. Um, I anyway. just did. I did not know that. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I don't think that's in the game. I think that's like uh, either in Fair. some book somewhere or it's actually. Anyways, uh, Pro- so probably the mind. I tabbed through this dialogue really fast, and I went back and looked up a, a walkthrough, like just to read the dialogue, so I wouldn't miss it. Uh, and I was watching a streamer who was like playing through the games, and all of the comments were like, "LOL, there's three people in this entire town," and I was like, "You fools! That is the whole point. That is why this works." You know, as somebody who grew up playing, like, handheld RPGs, like Mega Man Battle Network, Custom Robo Arena, and Pokemon, I love it when a town is five people and that's supposed to be an entire town. Because, mm-hmm. not to get, like, too, you know, in the weeds about this, but we're in the weed, t- the, in the weeds town. Like, when you're <laughs> a kid, that is what the world is to you. Is, like, there was, like, a couple of people around. You don't think about every single individual around you. You know that, like, this is a town that's bustling. This is a town with culture and history. Whatever. The point is, N is here, gets us is here, and there was a couple of townsfolk. We don't have to worry about them. In a well, and also, like, I mean, this is the, the uh, like, the Pokemon games are tied to their anime. These are games that are inspired by anime. Anime works via, like, exaggeration of emotional truths, right? Yes, yes. And, like... The way these towns work is, like, you can assume that every person is standing in for, like, sort of a unit of population, right? Would it really help if they just flooded the screen with sprites? Or if instead you had that one, like, business-looking guy being like, I don't know about that. You get the idea. It's like, oh, this is what the businessmen think, right? Uh, You just, you boil it down. And, like... The kind of logic of like, lol, there are like, you know, you know, like 10 people here. It's like, okay, well, why don't we go into every building and look for the bathrooms? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Just accept the metaphor. You're always doing that in every game that you play. Like, there's no game that like accurately fully portrays reality. That's not how this works. They're supposed to, you know, condense things. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of N and Getsis, uh, we didn't talk about this, but the intro cutscene that plays <laughs> is like when you first boot up the game. Is a little wild. Um, it's very out of context right now, but we see, you know, a bunch of sages. You see a bunch of old men. We see gets it, someone who looks like gets this. We see N growing up with his, I think, Darmanitan or whatever. We see two women. We see a crown. It's all... I just think this is interesting for a Pokemon game opening cutscene. He's like, mm-hmm. what is this lore? Why does this kid have a crown on his head? Are we in the olden times? Like, I don't know. Imagine... <clears throat> just watching that part and you think that the new pokemon game like takes place in the past or something but then uh, yeah, it, it shows it cuts it. to like a trailer <laughs> for the game which is really weird oh you skipped it 
I just reflexively. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I recommend watching it one time just to like look at it. I will. I will. But the way that they make sure you know it's not like uh, the past is it cuts to a like 10 second trailer for the game. It's like adventure. And it shows you like walking across the biggest bridge in the game. And like for you uh-huh. and your Pokemon adventure awaits. And then it shows like Pokemon star studios and stuff. So anyways, that's the whole intro. I just wanted to mention that, but we meet and gets us. They have green hair and uh gets us as the leader of team plasma. They're seeming to be shitty around here. Um, and then, and is weird. He smells. It's like- very frustrating because well, you know, as we're established right here, there's nothing. I mean, like they're, we have the history of villainous teams in Pokemon. We have these guys are in weird outfits and they're a little stiff, but their presentation is them being like, like attention. Gestus is going to speak to you or Getsis, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and Getsis says, Hey, so we all think we all, like a lot of us here have Pokemon and we all are like, man, these Pokemon are our partners. They're our friends. Did you ask the Pokemon if that's what they think? Huh? Do Uh-oh. you keep them in a cage on your on your belt? Yeah, you do. Think about that. Think about if that's what they want. And everyone's like, "Oh, that's that's ridiculous." And it's just like as presented right here, it is a response to one of the thematic criticisms of Pokémon, yeah. right? Yeah. Which like granted Pokémon as a series is not necessarily built to engage with this theme, but they tried. They're like, "Hey, let's mm-hmm. have the conversation." And so far, through Accumulatown, it's a fairly good faith conversation about like, hey, we think you should not put Pokemon in cages, which yeah. is a perfectly reasonable position. Again, I'm overanalyzing, but there's something about like, it's America. You guys have a lot of protests. Here's a guy protesting huh. outside of a big town. I guess this is 2010. So it's like, you know, America's had a huge history of protests for decades and decades. But I just think that's. A funny analysis as well. It's literally the first major town you get to. There are people protesting Pokemon usage. And you're like, uh... And you, like the NPCs, are like, that seems wrong. I don't know if I agree with that. Because I'm playing Pokemon. But I'll hear you out. And then... I'm Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, for both my first time and now, am like... I mean, that's true, but you're going to prove it wrong, right? You're, right. The course of this game is going to be like... Why that's not turning true. this argument into a straw man. Um, and I also I think since you pointed it out, thinking about it, like, I wonder this, this. This is pure conjecture. I do not know. Sure. I wonder if there is a significant like the contingent of people like if you're Game Freak or the Pokemon company, you're like, isn't it interesting that perhaps the people who complain the most about like, shouldn't we be setting Pokemon free are Americans? Maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing. I don't know. The ultimate hypocrites. <laughs> Uh, so gets us does his little speech and then n is the one who's left behind and he like does he does he see your pokemon he smells them what's the thing that he does i can't remember what it is he walks up and he's like oh your poke i like i'm 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 listening to your pokemon they're saying interesting things yeah and then he's like they're saying interesting things anyways here's a battle and you fight his single purloin and you're like what Okay. And he's like, what a shocking thing for a Pokemon to say. And then he walks away. And you're like, okay. Yeah, that's ultimately my problem with the end storyline is that it's drip fed to you, especially this early on, in between you just like trying to play a totally normal Pokemon game. Like it feels Mm -hmm. almost completely separate from the work that you're doing to get these gym badges and stuff. Intentional? I don't really know, but... Again, I like Accumulatown. I, I like the, the little staircase. I like the, the introduction of elevation. Um, other places of interest here, we have the town square. 
There's the northwest town where the nor northwest building where you can play rock paper scissors, but it's fire, grass, water. Mm -hmm. um, any NPCs I mean, there's really the, like? There's the coolest part of the town, which is the house on the hill. Yes. Where you have the pianist and the guitarist, and you can get them yes! to like jump in and enhance the. Because I was like, I was going through this town. I was like, you know, this game is pretty good music. This is a pretty good town theme. Yeah. And I talked to the pianist, and she starts jamming. I'm like, this is this is peppy. I liked it. And I sit like. Wait, there's also a drum here. And I talked to the drum guy, like, man, I don't want to leave town. This fucking jam. And it adds, it's so cool because it doesn't, like, it's not like they say, I'm going to play you something. And then it plays, like, a little, you know, separate song. It adds to the already playing soundtrack. Like, it, it Yeah, they're just turning time. on layers. Exactly. Yeah. They just flip on layers and then you hear the drums come in. And you're like, this is cool. This is just novel and cool. And the music is great. Yeah, this is definitely my favorite Pokemon music is in Gen 5. That's not mm -hmm. that's not a hard thing. It has some of the most famous songs also, so we'll get to those. And I mean, I think the the Team Plasma theme is pretty good. I guess we don't get it until we it. have a fight in a little bit here. Team Plasma theme is good. The they do a fun like low health Pokemon theme. Oh yeah. And th there's just there's some real jams in this one already. It's so good. Yeah, the low health one that turns the beeping into a song is brilliant. Um, so a lot of these are just brilliant little things like that where it's like you knew that this was annoying to people and you fixed it or you made it you worked around it rather instead uh -huh. of getting rid of it you worked around it um other stuff in accumulatown there's a guy who talks about gender in this town that made me laugh he's an npc who's like it's pretty interesting he's, he's one of the with the newlyweds yeah yeah it's, like, it's kind of interesting how like girls and guys are like so different but like are they i guess they are i mean and, you're, and then you just kind of leave him with his thoughts and you're like well <laughs> This guy will figure like, it out someday. <laughs> yeah, he's having this. He's like, with humans, like men and women are just like, God, it's like it's like we're from different planets. Like I don't I don't know what planet specifically, but <laughs> and he's like, but Pokemon just seem to usually have the exact same sprite. <laughs> I wonder if this is fake. Anyway, <laughs> uh -oh. I'm not gonna think about this anymore. It's like my favorite, um, one of my favorite recent podcasts, Gender Reveal. It's a podcast for and by and about trans people. And they always like to joke that whenever they get like a cis guy coming on, like emailing them to be like, hey, I just saw him on the show because I was curious. They're like, give him six months. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Good luck. Welcome, soldier. <laughs> um, yeah, Cumulative Town, not, nothing not too dense, but charming. Uh, I don't have any other notes on this town. No, I mean it's 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 hemmed in by trees, and you've got the you know you got the little. I like the little designated park. I think that's kind of cute. Um, yeah. And very American that it's like, I mean, I, you know, probably this is a big thing in Japan too. I don't live in Japan. Um, but just like, oh, you're in the middle of all this cement and there is this like perfect square of grass. <laughs> <laughs> nature, you know, nature for sure. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on to Route 2. Yeah. Route 2, I like the music here a lot. And this is, again, the first place where I was like, damn, this game's got freaking tunes. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, you have your you have your standard, you know, normal types, dark types. I didn't touch any of my other Pokemon. There was one battle where I just didn't heal for a while, and I had to use the Pat Rat to win. Other than my starter, this is totally a game where you can win with your starter. This is you know a thing that they had they took a while to really figure out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember if this one gets EXP share. I think it does. But, I mean, EXP share is in every game. It's just how it works changes. Right. Is it is it for everybody, or is it just the person holding it? Is the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make I don't your know which one it is. You make your way to the first major city of uh, of the game, Striation City, 
before you go, you do, uh, you get your running shoes from mom who comes to catch up with you. And I just, I think this is a fun moment to talk real briefly about your mom and her, yeah. her sort of deal. Or parents, um, I guess. Because I also want to talk about Bianca's dad. Sure. That's a good call. Um, the mom is like super supportive, right? And it's like always your mom is like, in these games, there's always your mom and she's always like, uh, you know, have fun on your journey, sweetie. But yeah. like... Uh, your mom volunteers to talk to Bianca's parents to sort of smooth things over. She comes to give you shoes, and if you talk to her, she's like, yeah, I mean, like, going on a Pokemon journey is, that's what your dad did, and that's how I met your dad. So I think these things are great. And the the thing she says specifically, she's like, you and, and Sharon and Bianca are going to have such different journeys, and if at the end of it you know what you want from life, then it will have been a success. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, this is college. Yeah. We're going to let you go and figure it out in the world. And uh, hopefully you come back and you know what you want to do. Yeah. I think of it as not just like college, but the like core growing up uh, journey that these characters go on. Like from here on, you're going to be a changed person. You're going to have direction in your life. That tent that happens to line up very well with college in in at least America, like the point in your life where you figure those things out. I think it's college in for me at least. I think it's college in this game. I don't think it's always supposed to yeah. be college, but the like, oh, that's where I met my the the woman I would marry, yeah. and like that's where I figured out what I wanted from life, and that's where I met in this case Team Plasma, which represents like oh people challenging the like yeah. philosophy that I was taught by my you know by my hometown yeah. and my parents and everything. So. A really good point, Six. Also, uh, we'll get to it, but there is a plot line around like an idol that's flirting with you. So Ooh, I didn't you know. get this. No, not yet. Oh, isn't that in black too, white too? What you're talking about? Is it in two? I'm pretty sure I saw Olivia's tweet as well, and I believe that's an NPC from Black Two, the gender specific idol that flirts ah, with you. I think it's okay. Black well, too. hang on to that. I remember. Hang I do, on to I do for, know the plot for a couple of for a lot of months. All right, yeah. got it. <laughs> So, Striation City. Three stand together as one. Entry stairs built in memory of a former home in a snowier climate. Um, one of the stranger layouts of a city. We've got four apartment-style buildings, like high-rise apartments. We've got the classic Pokemon school. We've got a gym that doesn't look anything like a gym we've seen before. To the point where mm -hmm. I kept forgetting, like, is this the gym? Where is the gym? And then to the west, we have this beautiful, like, reflecting pool garden that lets you see the clouds and the water. We've got a fountain in the middle, and then we've got a, like, grass hedges going up north into the next area we go into. And to the east, we have the Dream Yard, which is a sort of, like, trash dumpster yard that is filled with Mana, a dream-creating uh, dream Pokemon. Um, the gym leader here is dependent on who your starter is. So this is another great gameplay example of taking something that like people are used to being really easy or really hard and tweaking it um i genuinely struggled with the quote-unquote puzzle of striations gym at first because they nudge you towards the dream yard they're like hey you should probably go to the dream yard and then i think there's literally an npc like outside of the gym that's like or maybe the gym leader comes out and is like i think you should go to the dream yard first before you come in here and i was like i don't care i'll go to the dream yard later and the first time i played this I went in and got my ass handed to me by the gym leader. And I was like, this is fucking unfair. Are you kidding me? What the hell? <laughs> and then and I was like, there has to be. You know, they give you so few options of where to go. You can't go west yet. You can't go. You know what's going to happen if you go back. You're going to find the same three normal types that you've already found. 
you have to go forward. You have to go past the gym. Un inconceivable uh -huh. at this point in the Pokemon game's history. Um, in the Dream Yard, if you beat like two or three trainers and then you get to the very right side of it, a trainer just hands you one of the elemental monkeys, the opposite um, element of your starter, so that you can beat uh -huh. the gym leader. Weird. Weird choice, right? It's interesting. I think it's like... <sighs> I feel like there are a couple of factors going on here. Like one is they are trying to, obviously they're trying to confront the idea that like there is a right or wrong answer for starter for like the beginning of the game. Yes. Like it uh, famously in red and blue, yeah. if you picked Charmander, which most people did because Charmander was the coolest, you got fucked. The right? Well, it, it depends on, it, it, def it defines the difficulty arc of the game. Does it start mm -hmm. hard and get easier? Then you pick Charmander. If you pick like Squirtle, the game starts easy and gets harder. That's the that was the thing with those, and this one is like, we don't care where you pick. The first gym is going to be hard unless you do this thing. We're telling you how to mm -hmm. do this. Get types to match enemies. And like it's it's sort of, it's a thing that you would do before. Like I mean, the early examples in like I know this was the case in yellow. I don't remember if it was in red and blue, but it was like oh the 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 solution if you didn't have you know like a a nat a starter with a type advantage, the solution to Brock in Pokemon Yellow was to go get a Mankey with, you know, like, kick yes. for, you know, fighting types advantage there. But it was like, oh, make use of your environment. And it, it trained me as a person who started with red and blue. Like, I didn't have this problem with not going to the Dream Yard first because always when I get to a town with a gym, I explore to the point that it stops me. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, no, uh, in the area around here will be the secret to this motherfucker's demise. <laughs> That's a good way to play it, I think. And that'll help you out a lot in this game in particular. Mm -hmm. um, I hope so. Our options for gym leaders are Cylan, Chili, and Cress. Grass, Fire, and Water, respectively. I'm assuming both of us, both of us fought Cress, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, so like I mentioned, you go past the Dream Yard, you get the monkey, you come back. Um, what did you name your monkey, by the way? I'm assuming you're nicknaming your Pokemon. Uh, yes, my Pokemon's name is Frank. Oh, I love Frank. My general rule is it so what is it like salon like cilantro oh it's probably because there's chili and cress which are like watercress and chili yeah you're on it's uh -huh. salon good job didn't even Thanks. didn't even pick up with that <clears throat> um i always name my pokemon the way i do it and i've been doing it since like gen six probably maybe earlier is the first letter of the actual pokemon's name and then the first word that comes to my head so i think pan sage is panini because uh, <laughs> I was hungry when I got him. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this is going to be loud because uh, the volume slider on my DS is broken. Yeah. But I can get you the names. Okay. Um, let's see. So we've got uh, Ide. Or Ida. My, your... my Mandarin is weak. That's my Tepig because that's the courtesy name of Zhang Fei. Oh. Uh, Frank the Pan Sage. Uh, Alan the Audino. Yay. Uh, Jess the Lillipup, Janice the uh, Patrat, and then Marina the Muna. Oh, I like Marina the Muna very much. Thank you. Um, I'm going to fire mine up and get you mine in a minute. But Excellent. a couple of other things. Uh, there's two big houses here. Fennel and Amanita. They live together in the northern easternmost building. Amanita is uh, the younger sister of Fennel, who is the, the, the Pokemon PC professor of this game. It's Fennel's PC. Mm -hmm. Dr. Fennel. It's, uh, no, it's Amanita's PC. Oh, fuck. It's Amanita's PC. Wait, why? She's... Fennel's the, the 
the scientist. Fennel, Fennel's doing other science. They do science together, but they have their different specialties. Okay. Amanita like the bug. Fennel like the seed. Did you yeah, get it? I guess yeah. that's right. Pons. Or like Amanita cap like uh, mushroom. Mushroom, sure. Um, also, the theming of the striation gym leaders is that you're being served up a meal. What is the puzzle of the striation gym supposed to be? That's just type weakness. It's like there's a curtain with fire on it. And you step on water. Oh, <laughs> it's mad basic. <laughs> That's so basic that I didn't figure it out. And you can just fail you it. brute force it. Yeah, you can just brute force it. No, they, okay. no harm done. Uh, okay. Sure. My Pokemon right now are Moxley the Tepig. Named after John Moxley, one of my favorite AEW wrestlers. That one Wait, that doesn't begin with I know, T. But he evolves okay. into Membor. Anyways. Um, Pat Rat is Pat Rat is Plumpus, Lollipop is Lance. Oh, um, Pantsage is Pickles. I think he was Panini in my other game. Uh, Purloin is Prissy, and of course Mana is Six because you like to sleep a lot. Oh, thank you. Yes, I do. Yeah. My uh, my Purloin is in the is in the PC because Purloin is a dog shit Pokemon. It really is, and I love it when the dog shit Pokemon is the main Pokemon of the villains. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will never get a good uh, mascot guy because it's just going to be the purloin line forever. It's like, oh, you used Scratch. You're two levels higher than me, and it tickled. Ow. Cool. <laughs> uh, especially when they're like, I'm going to kick your ass, and then literally a millisecond later, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I like the implication that Amanita and Fennel live like in a small apartment. Like The room that they're in is not huge. And I kind of mm-hmm. get the sense that they're just like really comfortable with each other as you know siblings and they love each other a lot and there's like a little bit of friendship there which i enjoy yeah yeah they give you cut after you beat the gym leader oh they're not they're not sisters they're not actually sisters wait are they they're friends from college but isn't amanita a child oh she's just short i thought amanita well, was a child. Mm-hmm. no these are different stories based on what source you're talking about never mind i think in black and white the games they are siblings in dream world yeah they are oh no never mind never mind we're i'm i'm just wrong i got something twisted we're fine they're they're siblings no worries um but yeah omnita the creator of the storage system explains the battle box blah 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 team plasma grunts blah 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 the garden to the west has pikachu and pit of shaped hedges and hedges the the change in the next game. Spoiler alert. Uh, big water fountain. Other mm-hmm. stuff. Gym leaders. The gym is based on ordering up food. And there is uh, the Pokemon School. Pokemon School is one of those buildings that I always feel like is such a vestigial concept. Like, the majority of people playing Pokemon, even for the first time, can, like, over time just figure out the mechanics. Like, I don't want to start my Pokemon game by reading a bunch of text from NPCs for an hour. I always well, and it's just like that. Okay. No, I, always I feel I wish they would do a thing where <laughs> it's like I want them to do like they did with the this is a weird jump. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Like the glove for Mario Party. Right. Where it's like the, the school exists. It'll teach you. But there's a sign outside, which is like, if you already know how to play Pokemon, there are no treats in here. You will not have fun. <laughs> just ignore the school. No, <laughs> because. Sometimes you do the school in some of these Pokemon games and you get an exclusive Pokemon at the end. Yeah, or an item or something. Although you do mm-hmm. have to go inside because Sharon's in there and you just just to nudge the story forward, I believe you have. Do you have to talk to him? Did you talk to him? 
I did. Okay. Um, I think that's all. I talked to, to everyone, so I don't know. Right. But like, Other, otherwise, I don't think you have to go in here. Yeah, and it would be great if they made it optional and and sort of signposted that it was optional because as, you're right, it is it is vestigial to be like, yeah, I mean, I. I I know that fire beats. I mean, Alan doesn't know that fire beats water. Alan yeah. couldn't figure out the puzzle, but um... <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Bye. Also, I just said that fire beats water. I'm yeah, an idiot. Bing bong. Well, I'm not, you can, you know, steam. Sure. Also, steam fight. still loses to water. Take it here. Or fire. I can't words. Oh all right. god. You fight Sharon in the Pokemon School. Otherwise, it's totally useless. That's all that there is in, uh, in. Black and white one star Asian city. This city, like I said, will undergo some changes in a few years um, and become really dark and fucked up. No, just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> the restaurant is shut down. They're like, please, we know how to make a uh, flambe. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You go to the dream yard. Once you get the, once you get cut, you can go further into the dream yard where you have a very charming little scene where there is a mana that you're chasing around and then team plasma Turns out maybe they're not so nice. They kick the shit out of this mana trying to get it to release its dream fluid or dream juice. Uh, mm -hmm. And Bianca comes with you and says, stop beating them up. And she doesn't fight with you. You have to fight two Team Plasma Grunts by yourself. Oh, no. They mm -hmm. both have the same poke or they both have like the most generic Pokemon. This is so easy. But uh, what's cool is that what stops them is not just that you beat them, but gets disappears and then appears again and then appears a third time. And you're like, wait. Is Getsus a magician? And then, like, 30 seconds later, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Getsus told us to leave. I guess we should probably leave. And then the Monica, or the Musharna comes out, and it turns out that the Musharna planted a little dream image in all of you guys so that you would see Getsus, and they would run away. And mm -hmm. he's helping out his little kid. And then you're free to capture his child. Not that one, but you can go run around and capture a mana. Uh-huh. And Getsus. It does items. make it feel a little weird. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, all right, cool. Now do whatever you want here. And it's like, I want to inhale your child. <laughs> I want to put him into a, oh, an orb and capture him. Uh, I scared off the people who are trying to steal your child. Now give me your child. Now give me your child. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, This is like, this is the reveal of the straw man, right? Yeah. Because what the, what the, they're like, they're kicking the, the mana and they're saying like, we need you to like, give us your, the dream myth so we can turn it into like we can spray it on people and give them dreams where they want to give away all their Pokemon. And then we'll be the only ones with Pokemon and we'll rule the world. Blah, ha, ha, right. Blah, ha, ha. Yeah. Um, and I was ready to come in here and be like, this sucks because they're not like, they're immediately setting up like a complete straw man out of their argument and not willing to engage with it sincerely. Right. Yes. It's like the people who are Pokemon liberationists are doing it for evil. Mm -hmm. It's like, guys, mm -hmm. fuck off. Um, but I was talking to my big sister, uh, Emily uh -huh. about some of this and she was like, I mean, can you do the other thing? Can you be like, huh, maybe this is bad. Anyway, here are more Pokeballs. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> this is also a game for children and we can't expect them to hold the duality of morality in their heads as they're like, Ooh, Pokemon are your friends, but they're also ind independent actors and you should Give them their freedom. Here are more tools to make them your slaves. Like, yeah. you, you can't hold that in your in the head of, like, a... I mean, I'm not saying no kids can do it, but that's that's a big ask for children's media. Certainly. And um, it, they're going to just continue this. So it's good that you're keeping tabs on the way that they're writing this. 
They, mm-hmm. they will, spoiler alert, not ever really do it right. It just feels weird till the very end. Um, yeah. So that covers what we've done today. Next time, I'm not done, I'm not wrapping up here, but the next episode we will be going to uh, Nacreen City, where we'll be fighting one of my favorite gym leaders. We'll be going on the very long and winding Route 3. We'll be heading into Wellspring Cave, and we'll fight the Nacreen gym leader, like I said. Um, yeah. If I had any complaints about this section, it's the fact that you get the monkey and you don't have to catch it. I wish you had to mm. catch it. Because like you were saying earlier, you had to catch Geodude. And it wasn't. It was a low rare. It was like a rare spawn, relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like you want to nudge kids in the right direction. And if you're like, I can't beat this gym leader. What do I do? And you go into the dream yard and you never find a monkey, then like you're gonna get annoyed and think you did something wrong. So I understand why the developers chose. Basically, black and white is like an attempt to do a Gen One again. Like it, you're gonna notice this over and over again as they attempt to do little things that Gen One did, except in a different context. And this is them doing the, like, get Geodude, or get Mankey, sorry, to beat Brock. Um, mm-hmm. However you feel about that, I think that just being handed a Pokemon this early is a strange choice, but an appropriate one, considering that this isn't where the game is supposed to be hard. Um, yeah, I think, I, I agree with you that it's less satisfying, and it's, like, it, it's, but it would be kind of tricky to do it right. Um, I think my other complaints so far, like, the other things that I, like, I, I, I'm looking forward to there being more in the pool of possible Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, because Pat Rat and Lillipup both suck, as does Purloin, frankly. I mean, like, I think Purloin is a fun design, but like a completely ineffective Pokemon to use. Um, Pat Rat has become my, I'm sorry, I dislike this term, though perhaps it's thematically appropriate. I got you, HM I got slave. you. Yeah, there's better terms for that. Like, you know, the HM Mule. There we go. Yes, I like that better. Um, it's like it's like oh yeah, the HMs. Remember that shit where you had to have one Pokemon in your party who was basically useless to just load up on HMs. Uh-huh. That was cool. Um, they got rid of that with future games, and they're hopefully they would get rid of it on a remake. That'd be one change that would be good, right? Because I don't think it's additive. Um, and yeah, I um. I also feel like the options for there, there has been a decent amount of expected grinding, right? Yeah. Um, and the options for grinding are bad. So I'd like them to become better. So far. So far. All the stuff you get from the XP you get from trainer battles is huge and monumentous. The XP you get from wild battles is minuscule. Like it's just not worth grinding. I briefly considered grinding just to level 17 to evolve before the second. I will evolve before the second gym for sure. Um, mm-hmm. my, Tapic is already level 15, but yeah, as soon as I fought like one mana and it gave me like five XP, I was like, this is not worth it right now. They want, they're basically, the game is doing everything, but just telling you like, yo, go forward. Don't, don't linger right now. And it's frustrating if you want to keep like an evenly leveled team or something, because it's like, I mean, the gym leader has a level 14 elemental monkey. Yeah. And like the like you're gonna go down to like route two and it'll be like here's a level four pat rat it's like okay i would have to like bust out my calculator i would to have to kill seven thousand of these to get to level 14 yeah exactly just not worth uh, your time yeah but hey we're about to hit the daycare and you can leave your guys at the daycare and never pick up your pat rat and come back and it's like level 100 cool that's i love how they hold them hostage for money yeah it's great 
pay up. You want your you want your jacked Pat rap before he breaks out of the enclosure. We'll give us seven thousand dollars. No IVs, just just no gains. Just vibes. Just vibes. Um, and then also just a quick note that again in uh, Striaton City, we again have some like old stone like sort of like duplex style apartment buildings yeah um i think we're gonna have to get used to seeing a lot of those because to japan that is what new york is <laughs> new york is <laughs> i wish they talked about rent that's how you make it really new york is people complaining about how expensive true the rent true is. no you get you just get a bunch of people talking about how like just the usual pokemon talk of like pokemon are our friends which yeah. like for, serves to further undermine Team plasma. team plasma by just being like there's no problem here move along god i want to talk about that stuff so much more i'm like remembering stuff from the back end of this game <coughs> with n especially and i'm like man this is a dumb game um it's Press like metal gear solid 2 specs. pokemon black and white is just like metal gear solid 2 it is a uh surprisingly smart game written in a dumb way I'll well, we'll have to test that theory. I'll let you sit on that really warm take <laughs> while it collects steam. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, also, we're both playing as girls, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Like, th- again, this is America. A girl in a T-shirt with a baseball cap and a ponytail and Daisy Dukes. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're not that high cut, but like, this is that's a pair of shorts to give a girl in the Pokemon world. I prefer, I prefer the black two male. Okay, this is we're getting into the we, the weeds here for sure, for sure. This is Hilda. Uh, her male right. ca- counterpart right. is Hilbert. Hilbert has no drip whatsoever. The black <laughs> the black two male protagonist has a little bit of swag, and I pick him usually. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Tony, Nate, Josh, Nate, and Rosa. Rosa's also very swaggy. We'll get there. Hilda and Hilbert are both from Hill, H-I-L, which has a Germanic base and is referring to battle. All oh. of the possible names for these for Hilbert and Hilda across every language it has a base of battle or war. Jesus. <laughs> what Japan thinks of America. <laughs> uh, as opposed to... Oh, interesting. Maybe you have to save this for Black 2 and White 2 because the names there also have a, a pattern. Nate and Rose. It's not Nate and Rosa. I mean, not for everyone. I mean, it's always it's always different depending on but the, the meaning of the name. Okay. What is it from? I and uh, Wow. I can tell you off the air, but the listener has to wait or just check Bulbapedia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just do a quick quickie Google. Anyway. I think that's our that's our episode. Yeah, I think so. We we dug into a lot of stuff. I don't think they're all going to be this beefy just because the beginning of the game has a little. Well, some of them are definitely going to be, um, mm-hmm. especially as the story kicks into high gear. But for now, it's a standard Pokemon game. We're going to be fighting some gym leaders for a while. Uh, we're going to be fighting N and our rivals periodically, and we're going to just move along through Unova. We're still in the southeastern corner. We're going to be going towards the center soon, and then by episode three, we'll be in our first major city. So. Look forward to that. I will. Really? Look forward to it? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna go watch a good home- time. I'm gonna go watch Homie the Clown after this. Great. I'm gonna go cook uh well I guess the recipe doesn't have a name because I'm sort of making it up. Food. 
Yes, it's like a, it's like I'm doing like a combination of like spicy Korean chicken and um of like sesame chicken kind of. Oh, sure, it is. All right, six. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or co-host at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. I am sort of the the main. I mean. If you want to, if you want to be technical about it, I'm editor chief here at Scanline Media, and so I try and have a place that anyone who wants to can get a hold of me with any concerns about the site or our work. So use those DMs are open. Um, speaking of Scanline Media, this show is part of it, and uh, if you want to see more stuff, ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash Scanline Media, we'd very much appreciate your support. Alan, what about you? Oh golly, well I can be found on other podcasts like the aforementioned Chats, a television podcast which can be found at chatspot.com. And you can support my work at patreon.com slash chatspot. Talking TV. Splendid. Splendid. Oh, six is going to be on an upcoming episode of chats. That's, that's so true. exciting. Oh my God. This should come out before it. So that's nice. Yeah. Stay tuned. Um, but before we go six, I, there's just one thing I have to tell you. Oh yeah. What's up? Well, you know, we're in Unova now and you know, we're worried about kids because it's America and we worry about our children and violence. Wait, is it Unova? Like one va? What's the va? I don't know. Let's sit on that. Let's think about that. Spanish word for uno. Or the well, Latin va word is uno. like, va is like go, isn't it? Yeah. The Latin word so nova. So it's like one go. <laughs> Unova. I think it's uno no. and nova. One new. That probably is... Better. It may also be based on United, considering it's based on... Oh, you're checking the page. You're not guessing. Okay. <laughs> what do you All mean? Right. That's just how I talk. Anyway, Six, <laughs> I don't, just don't forget. Don't forget. Uh-huh. This is a game for kids, so let's be adults. Peace. Bye.